All right, so month seven was Ana Luisa, who is not here. So we will keep it moving. Um, she, like I said, she is in Brazil right now handling some personal affairs um, and she will get back with us on a tape video in the end. But I want to then move to uh, Miss Cindy. Cindy, how are we today? Hello, doing so well. Happy to be here and see all these faces. It's amazing. Oh, well, I love you. And you are, you are, uh, all of the interviews were very fun, but I had a lot of fun with you. And um, I always have a lot of fun with you. Uh, we met at church and I feel like you're one of the smartest people that I know. And I love being around really smart people. And so uh, thanks for being my friend. And um, yeah, we talked about like vocationing for his sake. What does, you know, we talked about career and work and mm -hmm. Jesus and how does that come together? I mean, is it separate? Is it together? No, it's together. And so we talked about what does mm -hmm. that look like um, and how we do things, you know, unto the Lord. What does that even mean? And when we're a lawyer or when we're, you know, out in the world. Um, so what's your encouragement, Cindy? I would love to know to those who feel discouraged or abandoned because their vocation and their career plan has been disrupted because of this pandemic. And for those that maybe so two parts, so that's the first one. And then two is, can something still be sacred when it's no more? Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, I think, you know, work is very different for everyone in this season in a lot of different ways. And there's so many articles about this. Everybody experiences this, you know, in our day to day, if it's working from home, if it's working from home with children, if it's having reduced hours, if it's losing your job or not being able to find a job. Um, and when I think back to, you know, when we talked to Rachel, it was right before I actually like, moved into a new job where I've been like working from home for the, you know, since I was new to the job. And so all of that is just, been really difficult. Um, but I think the things that I think of when I just think of the job, like, you know, walking through my career vocation is that it's about obedience and it's about worship. Like God, to me, like, that's what work is about. Like, that's what, when we work, it is a way to obey and it is a way to worship. And through those things, we know God better. And those two things don't change regardless of whether you're in the job you like, in a job you don't like, whether you're working a lot, whether you're not working at all, God always calls us to obey and to worship. And so I think when we're in a situation, it's, things aren't how we want them to be. I think there's a lot of that internal thinking. Well, what did, what did I think this was gonna be? What did I want it to be? And is that for myself or is that something that God gave me? So I think like, People were saying it's a moment of clarity. When you're really struggling, you have the opportunity to see what's really in your own heart. And then the other thing I would say is that, you know, we work, like God made us to work. And so, so there is a godly desire in us to do good for the world and for those around us. And when we aren't able to do that in the way that we imagine, it's okay to grieve, you know, it's okay to like feel that pain and to really say, yeah, this is not what I wanted. Um, but when we feel that, then we have to, we have to go to him, you know, you have to pray, you have to work it out with him and not be like, Hey, this is about me and what I want and kind of just close in on ourselves. Um, and so I think this pandemic is an opportunity to, when you get to that pain and a difficult place, there's a fork in the road. And it's like, do I draw closer to God or do I think about what I want and make this about my life? And so I think that is 
I, that's kind of what I have for myself and for everybody who's like kind of walking through just this really difficult time. Oh, thanks. Yeah. Mm, man, I know. And we taped for a long time too. And that was back in the Instagram days where I didn't have that much time because Instagram has changed the requirements the, during this year. Let's talk about that and how it stressed me out. And uh, yours, I was like, Cindy, we only have this much time. Instagram TV only gives me this much time. Yes, I remember that. Like, talk less. Talk oh, faster. Talk, no, no it, was, it was all good. I figured it out. But thank you. It's so good. You're so wise. Thank you, Cindy, for sharing. All right. So, Miss um, Hannah McCord, thank you for coming in. I know you're on the road coming back to us from Portland, the University of Portland. Hannah is our youngest All of Us gal. She turned 18 after her episode. Uh, but thank you for being with us, Hannah. How are you? Yeah, thanks for having me. Doing well. Sorry if the signal's a little sketchy. I'm in a parking lot. That's okay. We can hear your voice. So even if you go still, it's all good. This is, this is the times we live in. It's all good. So um, okay. I want to, and feel free to drop off if you need to after this, Hannah. Don't feel like you have to stay okay. with your thing. Um, so I titled yours um, Young and Free, but free not in a way that the world thinks. Free because you know Jesus and because you have your own relationship with him. And as a young person, we wanted to explore that and talk about how your parents are lovely, which many of us know your parents on this call. Um, they're leaders in our church, in our community, strong, strong um, men and women, your whole entire family of faith. And I think that there's that tendency to um, say, oh, well, I believe because of them. But no, no, you have your own relationship with the Lord. And I want to talk about how now that you are a collegiate soccer player, which we prayed you there and you work so hard, um, what has happened, Hannah? And how has what has happened? How is that shaping you? And how do you need your own faith? Why is that important right now? <laughs> well, I arrived in Portland two months ago, um, ready to train for my first ever fall season. And then since then, my season has been canceled. And then I thought I was going to be able to stay to train. And then on Monday, the university encouraged all athletes to leave. So here I am on Friday heading home to San Francisco. And it's not what I expected. Um, I'm going back to I don't really know my plans yet. Um, there's a lot of uncertainty there. But during those past two months, um, it's been a physical grind and an emotional uh, roller coaster. And I've definitely had to reflect on my own faith multiple times during that period of time. And I had to really think about who I am and who I'm going to be despite my circumstances. And I think that's something for everyone right now. Um, I think just reflecting that our identity is not in our circumstance, but our identity is in Christ and Christ is not changing no matter how many times our circumstances change. Um, and we can't predict what's going to happen in the future, but we know who God is always going to be. Um, and so that is my mindset heading home to San Francisco this afternoon. Mm, good. Oh, gosh, Hannah. Well, we love you. And you are so, I mean, oh, you're ministering to all of our hearts. And you give me hope. You give us hope for what's behind us um, because your faith is so strong. And um, you're staying the course. We know that we don't know what God is up to, but um, he's up to something. And specifically in your life, it's going to be all right. I know that for a fact. It's going to be all right. So um, thank you for being with us today and continue to just to just be you. 
Thank you, Rachel. And I'd like to say that I text Rachel all the time about soccer. I text her every update and through this entire two month journey, I would text Rachel and then she respond and I would wait like a whole day before I responded because I knew I would start crying if I read it. And just thank you for that constant encouragement. I love you. You're welcome. Love you too. All right. Um, <clears throat> on to the next. Uh, Miss Cheryl Luke. Hello, my friend. Hello. Hello. <laughs> um, love you so much, friend. Thank you, um, gosh, for so much. You're a sister, and we've gotten closer through. Um, you know, it's interesting. We served together at Camp Well. That's how we met. First, you were um, not my counselor, but you were on staff there, and then I became a counselor, and then we, there was, you know, starting to strengthen that bond, and then we got closer, um, unfortunately, um, because of all of the racial injustice that has happened in our, that has been happening in our country, but has been brought to the forefront, um, starting with Ahmaud Arbery um, in early 2020. So you and I began to talk. Actually, I think it's definitely worth noting that when I taped your episode for all of us, at the end of it, you said, hey, Rachel, uh, I really want to start to like do this Instagram TV thing, uh, and I want to do more lives uh, for Mo the Mosaic podcast, which is your podcast. And she's like, since you've already been a guest there, like, do you want to just be my first one? I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, I, I go live with you. And we just kind of did that. And so we shot around a date, and little did we know that two weeks later, all this would pop off in the news um, yeah. with Ahmad. And right. we were like, are, are we gonna still talk? Like, I mean, what we were gonna talk about shifted. And so right. we quickly had to shift with what was happening, but I think that it, it wasn't by accident. Agreed, I agree. I would agree. I would agree. So um, your episode was called Worth Waiting For. And, mm -hmm. <laughs> Ooh, um, that's that's a, a weighty one, and it was a good one for our community. A lot of people wrote in and, you know, talked about how this was one of the most, you know, poof, just called them to the carpet, like, man, I've been thinking my life was going to look one way, and then I'm still waiting, and what does it look like to wait, and I'm not a good waiter, and you talked about all that in your episode. Um, people had those aha moments, and so, Cheryl, as followers of Christ, how do we sit better in that tension of dreaming and asking and believing that God is going to, to, you know, answer our prayers. And especially now that we're in this pandemic, like, how do we do that? How do we practically apply what you talked about in your episode? Yeah, I think it's a, I think it's a day by day process for some, actually for all of us, because we have no idea what tomorrow is going to look like. We don't know if we are going to um, go into work. We don't know if when our kids are going to go to school, we don't know if we're going to have another complete shelter, shelter in place order. We, some of us on this call have plans to travel to um, Colorado in a few weeks. Are we going to get to do that? Yes, we are in Jesus name. In Jesus name. Um, Jesus name. Um, but here's, here is what I believe is foundational for us as believers. God has given us the ability to dream because he's a dreamer. He spoke and things became, came into existence. He spoke and things came into existence. He spoke and things came into existence. He spoke and then he created us in his image. 
So we have this amazing ability to be creative, to dream, to want to do. But we also have a responsibility as Christ followers to live a life that's surrendered to his will, to his way, and to his timing. And then he is so gracious to give us this mind to be able to think on our own, which causes us to want to do things on our own, which causes us to want to do things on our own time. And then he says, trust me, trust me. And I think that's where we fall into um, trouble or tension is the word we use. That's where the tension comes because we forget in our dreaming, in our doing, in our believing, we, we forget that our responsibility is to do all those things, but we have to have a, a heart of surrender and we have to trust him. And he may cause us to dream and create and then say, you know what, hand that off to somebody else. That isn't, that's not yours. Or he may say, you know what, dream, exercise that muscle, wait on it. Or he may say, you know what, time, this is not the season. To dream just wait on me and so we have this ability to dream but we also have a responsibility to trust and lean in to him which which is difficult but it's doable because we have this thing called the word of god the bible which is a source of um, resource and reference to to all of life's difficulties and when we when we when and we have each other we have community yes that we can lean on. And when, when we use the resources that he's given to live the life that he's called us to live, we can dream with confidence, we can do with confidence, and we can trust with confidence. Mm. Yes and amen. Thank you, my friend. So good, so good. Francis said, keeps talking, don't stop. <laughs> well, I, I, I do wanna say, Rachel, that you know we've all echoed this. Thank you so much for your obedience. And what, what a pleasure it is for all of us to, to know who you are and to be affected by your personality and your love and the God in you. It is beautiful. I love you so much. I love you too. Thank you, friend. Thank you. Hey, and I'm the oldest on the, on the call, I'm sure. I wasn't going to say it. You see, I I'll said, let me <laughs> that's, that's what good friends do. <laughs> oh, thank you, my friend. All right, Miss Lindsay Lee. Episode 11, uh, we had to retape Lindsay because when we taped her, we were in person and we talked about rest for the weary. And rest was a certain type of way pre-pandemic when I was going to uh, release her. So there was some time between when I taped and it was great and wonderful. And maybe if we ever get back to that life, maybe I'll release it. But then whenever I had you know, put on the counter for her to go, I was like, we both were like, no, we can't. We, we have to talk about what's what's now. And so here we are, Lindsay. <laughs> yeah. So crazy. I'm doing good. And if I could just say to start off before you even get to my question, you know, what you want to do for everyone, what you are doing for everyone through all of us, you've also done for each one of us. And like, I know some of the people on this call, but some of the people on this call, I've never met. And every time I hear Cheryl talk, I want to be her best friend. And I want to be in the chair next to her. I've watched all of your lives. I want to be in the chair next to her because it's been so encouraging. And God's used that to bring me peace in my life. Mm. And so, yeah. So 
yeah, just again, thank you because what you set out, I know to do for so many other people, like you've done that for me and you've done that for us. And so I couldn't be more grateful. Thank you. Angie's. <laughs> thank you. Um, so Lindsay, we talked, so your, your episode was rest for the weary. And so, um, right now, you know, we are, all of us are burning the candle at both ends. Um, we're talking about Sabbath, even at our local church here in San Francisco. And that's really hard. That's been really hard for me, Jen. I know that's been hard for you. We've talked about that in other ministry settings and just overall, I mean, we've all talked about this, I think at some point, um, it's hard to do, but God calls us to it. And so we definitely wanted to talk about that. So during this pandemic, Lindsay, how do we, you know, when we're working at home, living at home, watching kids at home, schooling at home, um, how do we do that in this season? And I know you're reading this book right now, and I want to ask you, um, you're reading this book called Get Your Life Back by John Eldridge. And I haven't read it, but I want to know, like, what are some nuggets from that book that can kind of jump off of what you and I talked about um, two months or so ago or whatever that was? Yes, it is so hard right now. You know, I told someone the other day, I was like, I wake up tired. <laughs> like I wake up feeling weary. So like we, we need to do like rest is so important. Sabbath is so important. Like this is something God wants for us. Um, and so, yes, I'm reading this book. I, I even brought it. I brought it down with me. It's called Get Your Life Back, Everyday Practices for a World Gone Mad. Mm. The title alone spoke to me and gave me, I, don't, I was like, I don't even know if I need to read the book. I feel like this was enough for me. But one of, one of the things I'll share and encourage you guys to read it, but he talks that I think is so important and crucial to rest and to Sabbath, especially in this season. He coins it a phrase, benevolent detachment. Mm. And he talks about this idea, like if you think about your house or your junk drawer in your house, like over time, it just accumulates a bunch of stuff until it's cluttered you can't shut the door or the the drawer gets stuck you can't pull it out because there's just so much in there it's just not working anymore um but he talks about how our soul is the same way it's like a magnet for constantly like pulling things in as we go about our day and our life and our week and it can become super cluttered and this idea of benevolent detachment which means that we release and we turn over into the hands of god the things that are burdening us and we lay them there. We release them to God, believing him when he says, Hey, come to me, all who are weary, like my yoke is easy. My burden is light. And so I think that's been one thing that I've taken away just um, from starting to read this book is just this idea of like, Hey, my soul is so cluttered right now. What are the things that I need to release to turn back over into the hands of God, trusting and believing him, taking him at his word, that his yoke is easy, his burden is light. I can leave that um, with him because he wants rest for me. He wants green pastures. And um, so that's just one small nugget that I've taken, which again is so, so hard in this season. It's not easy. It's not easy to do. I just try to think about just like bite-sized chunks. Like what is, what is one thing that I can do differently, you know? Yeah. And it's, you know, it's really hard. Um, not just this season, but you know how we're wired for me personally, I'm a helper. So I love to be needed. And sometimes I can be really tempted to still get my identity from 
other people depending on me or being needed or saving the day or my productivity. And I feel like even more so in this, in this times where we're like grasping at straws sometimes for something to give me meaning because like, you know, you look around and it's like the world's on fire. Um, and it's like, so I can, I can be tempted to struggle with that and where rest and Sabbath is so important because it reminds me that my identity is rooted in God. And that I don't need to do anything for him or anyone else to be loved or to be valued or to be called worthy, that God sees me. He sees me in the fullness of my schedule and my busyness and my, you know, juggling all the things and shelter in place and all of my pain and all of my grief. Like he sees all of that and he's holding me together and he says, I love you and I'm gonna give you rest, and you're my daughter, and you don't need to do a thing for me or for anyone else to be, to be valued. Like, you're valued right here. And so what I've found in this season is that sometimes while I long for like a physical rest or refreshment, that Sabbath or soul rest, what it's actually giving me is this rest that's like just far beyond what I um, maybe am looking for you know, in the physical realm. So yeah, struggling through it, but that's what God's teaching me. No, that's good. That's good. And he'll meet us in the struggle. I'm asking mm -hmm. him right now. I just told you, I'm like, I'm struggling with this. <laughs> I, I know, I know. I, I'm, I'm asking, you know, and, and I love the community aspect of all of this. It's so important. No matter what we're talking about, we need each other. Like that's how God created us. Yeah. He created us to live out our faith and to live our life with each other. And so we need to depend on each other for that. And so, yeah, I love just even, you know, how these relationships have grown, being able to go, hey, we talked about Sabbath, just texting. How are you practicing Sabbath right now? Oh, it's like, oh, dang, I'm not. not yes. <laughs> so it's a good encouragement. Thank you. Thank you, Fred. Thank you, Fred. That was so good. Mm. Thank you for your friendship. So no, this, one of the highlights, you know, is even though we're in shelter in place, Rachel and I actually do live in close proximity to each other. And so less than three minutes, we can roll the window down and drive by. And that's been life-giving for me. In this and we do food share, which is amazing. Yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, thank you, Lindsay. All right. We're closing it out. We're round and third. We're going home. We're home with Jen Jet Barrett. Hi, friend. Hi. You are oh. the most recent one. Thank you so much. This is just, I know I'm saying the same thing everyone else is, but I, I just have to be so honest. I needed this time personally, like listening. I've been challenged and encouraged by every single one of you. So again, it just points to we all need each other and each other's stories and encouragement and to not do this life alone. Mm, yes, so much yes. And I said this on your episode, but I have to say it again because it's the anniversary that all of us wouldn't happen um, because of your obedience, which is what your which is what your episode was about, obedience over outcome. For those that know you, we, we know that this is your term, obedience over outcome, that we say, we say it at Camp Well, we say it amongst our friends. Um, but I came to Camp Well not knowing a soul didn't know why I was coming, needed rest. I was tired from having little Caleb, still breastfeeding when I went to Camp Well. Matter of fact, I asked Lindsay, should I do this? I mean, it's an investment. Should I do this? I don't even work outside the home, you know? And Lindsay was like, you should do it, you know? I just thought about that. I was sitting at your kitchen table. Um, and so Lindsay said, you should do it. And so I did it. I signed up for Camp Well and I went. And 
little did I know all the shackles that had to be broken off for me to walk out of there to even begin to even dream. I had no dream walking into camp. Well, I just wanted to rest away from everyone. I was tired from ministry and life. Um, but I went and your obedience to that dream allowed me to be able to rest and to explore what was in me already there so that I could walk out of there. And out of that is what is part of how all of us was, was born. So thank you for your obedience. I love you so much. Amen. So in your episode, what, I mean, most viewed episode, but you do have the most followers. And I must say that. Not that it's a competition, um, but most viewed episode. But one of the comments that kept coming back around in, in my inbox and on the comments was the part where you talked about how you had to shelf a dream. I think that obedience was, was a big you know, part and everybody was like, okay, yeah, we need to be obedient to God. But there was one portion of your interview that talked about pressing pause on a dream. Like he can give you a dream and then he can say pause or skirt, or I think Cheryl, you mentioned handing it off to someone else. Um, so why do you think that was such a aha moment for so many people? Well, we live, I mean, we live in a world that is all about productivity, success, numbers, growth, movement. And so when you talk about God possibly saying pause or hold, and Cheryl spoke exactly to this. It does not make sense. Why would he call us to something and then tell us, you know, to stop or pause or wait? And I mean, I think about David called at a very young age to be, you know, a king and not see that coming. He was probably like, how in the world? How is that even possible? And we don't see it come to fruition for years. And so I think that it is a reminder that. God is the author. It is in his timing. And oftentimes he's shaping something in us that needs to be shaped in order to be obedient to the call and to do it um, faithfully, to do it with, I think about the Israelites, they were taken, it says they were taken the long way around to the promised land. And it's like, I mean, there was a way shorter way to do it. And yet what God was shaping in them was resilience for the, the long haul. And I think we fail to see God's intention and kindness and mercy and love for us in that call to wait. We see it as punishment or what are we doing wrong or we haven't done enough. And yet oftentimes it is his kindness. Um, and, and the call we've talked about on this call, a call to rest. Like what if he's calling us to rest and wait so that we have the energy? Um, to do the assignment he set before us. Mm, that's so good, Jen. That's so good. Yeah. It, and again, it goes against everything, like you said, that our culture is saying. They're like, you got the idea, go now. Like, that needs to be born tomorrow. Um, but God can give us an idea and we have to press pause sometimes. And, and I would say any parent, I'm not a parent, but I would say any parent on, you know, listening or watching knows the discipline of teaching your child patience and the oh, fruit yeah. of that discipline over the lifetime of their life. Yeah. You know the fruit of it. And it is that reminder that God is in control. He is the author. He is the creator in any time. And I mean, that is, I, I laugh at the day this episode came out. I was... I had to get away because I was in a very dark moment of a year of faithful obedience, 
had come crashing down around me. It was painful, broken, messy explosion around me after a very intentional year of obedience. And I remember that episode coming out. I think we had recorded it maybe a month before, before I knew any of this was going to happen. And it is this thing that I've been told before. Remember in the dark, what you were taught in the light, Mm -hmm. remember in the dark, what you learned in the light. And I think I needed to be reminded that it is obedience over the outcome. And the other thing I will say, God has taught me in the last few weeks since everything exploded around this obedience yeah. is that I cannot find my identity and value and worth in being obedient mm. because when it explodes and falls apart and becomes messy and broken and does not produce the fruit mm. that we thought and intended and assumed God was going to do, where is our belief? Do we believe God is who he says he is? His word is what it says it is. And I am who he says I am. That is all we are left to answer at the end of the day um, when obedience just does not bear the fruit we thought it would. Man, Jen, Jet, bear it. Well, I had to learn the very hard, hard way. Don't we all have to learn the hard way? <laughs> yeah, it is his kindness. Thank you. <laughs> such a good word and such a good end cap to all these beautiful interviews. Thank all of you so, so, so much from the bottom of my heart. It has been so good spending this time with you. I apologize, but I don't apologize to everybody watching because you should watch this entire episode. It is long, but it is worth it. And so with that, Cheryl Luke, can you pray us out um, as we close the end of this year for all of us? And uh, we look forward to whatever he has with me with arms wide open, ready to do whatever he wants me to do in this space. Could you close it, propel us into the next year? Yes, I will. So Father, we're so grateful for your love, for your kindness, and we're grateful, God, for Rachel. What a gift to um, to all of us, Lord, and to to the kingdom. We don't we don't take lightly um, our relationship with her. We don't take lightly the the gifts, God, that you've given her. And we just speak blessings over her, Lord God. And we speak blessings over all of us. And we're grateful, Lord, for the for the impact that all of us has has, has had on 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 the lives that have, have partaken from from its giftings. And we pray for every life touched, Father God, that you would um, cause them to continue to grow, Father, that you would bring more women, Father, to this page, Lord, that they might um, learn and grow, Father God, about life, about community, about who you are. And God, as we go into this next season, would you prepare every heart, um, every person that will be a part of this ministry um, in this next year, would you prepare them for their conversation with with Rachel? And, and we just ask, God, that that conversation would produce life and and freedom, Father, for those on the other side. And um, for the people that will be tuning in, God, we pray the same thing, that you would bring freedom and, and liberty, Father God, and hope and restoration in every way. Um, Lord, we're, we're grateful for all that you've done. We're grateful, God, for all that you're going to do. And we entrust this ministry into your hands and into your care in your holy name. Amen. Thank you so much. There will be more information on this episode on allofus.net. Each of our guests today, they have 
given me a quick couple of words on what they've learned after their episode that I think is worth reading. So go to the website, check out the blog. You'll see their beautiful faces once again and their words of wisdom. But for now, that's it. So have a great day and we'll see you next time. Bye.